the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Nobody came to my workout. Yeah, I announced uh, here on Friday that I would be holding a workout, uh, and all 32 NFL teams were invited. Sat by the phone Saturday morning. Didn't get one call. Colin Kaepernick didn't get a much better turnout on Saturday down in Georgia. I think he got seven teams. It was supposed to be at the Falcons facility in Atlanta with no coverage, no cameras. That's what the NFL wanted. They just wanted scouts there, you know, like they do for every other workout of a player looking to get a job on a team. But uh, Kaepernick changed the plan because he wanted cameras to shoot it, uh, and he switched it to a high school field, which is an hour away. Of course, in, in Atlanta, that could be like a mile and a half, but it, it was an hour away. Seven teams, as I said, showed up watched him throw. Some were impressed. Uh, some weren't. And his chances of signing with an NFL team are... A little bit better than mine and yours, uh, I'd say zero. But anyway, it turned out to be a publicity stunt. Maybe you figured he wasn't getting getting enough media attention lately. And, you know, if you go to a job interview, which is what this was supposed to be, really, should you expect to get a job when you say this after the interview? I've been ready for three years. I've been denied for three years. Our biggest thing with everything today was making sure we had transparency in what went on. We weren't getting that elsewhere, so we came out here. So we're waiting for the 32 owners, the 32 teams, Roger Goodell, all of them to stop running. Stop running from the truth. Stop running from the people. We're out here. We're ready to play. Uh, yeah, they're not. They're going to keep running. You don't. You won't even be able to believe how much they're running away from you now. Uh, and Colin may have uh, lost Jay Z. Uh, Jay-Z was uh, disappointed in the workout. I don't know if that was the way Kaepernick uh, threw or you know what it was that JD, Jay-Z didn't like. But he told TMZ, apparently TMZ got it from a source, I think, that he thought Kaepernick, quote, turned a legitimate workout into a publicity stunt. Now, if Kaepernick really wants to play in the NFL, he sure does have a funny way of showing it. If he really wanted to play, he should have shown up, shut up, and throwing the ball. And maybe, here's what I would have done, this would have been a nice touch, sing the national anthem when he was finished. All he did was uh, let every team know what a circus he was going to bring to town if they signed him, if it signed him. And he apparently still thinks he's uh, uh, Muhammad Ali or Rosa Parks. And by the way, wearing a Kunta Kinte t-shirt probably wasn't a good idea if he was trying to dispel any... You know, fears that the uh, comedy fears that the NFL teams might have had about it being a circus. Anyway, he just uh, let every team know that uh, he was going to bring a circus to town. And he does still think he's Muhammad Ali or Rosa Parks. And he's more interested in being a martyr uh, than he is being a quarterback. And Stephen A. Smith said that on ESPN over the weekend. Then uh, he's more, imp- uh, he just would rather do that than be a quarterback. And you could make a good case, by the way, that he's better than any quarterback on the Steelers roster right now. But the Steelers don't show up, uh, didn't show up, I should say, at his workout either. Of course, they didn't show up at mine. So, anyway, we'll switch gears here after the break. We're going to talk about the media's two standards, the Trump standard and the Biden standard. Stick around. blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. And out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company, offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit WindowsRSPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, 
siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday on the John Sagerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Confusing? Tedious? Worse than a math test. That's how most Americans describe shopping for health insurance. Yep, open enrollment is here again. You have until December 15th to choose something very expensive that you hope to never use. And if that makes you want to stick a red-hot poker in your eye, call Marley Financial. Marley has every plan available in the tri-state, but they also offer some of the most innovative solutions to tackle the high cost of health care. Heard of first dollar benefits, the most expensive part of a health plan? They're great if you visit the doctor a lot or take medications, but if you're healthy, why pay it? A catastrophic plan through Marley may be all you need. Or how about a high deductible plan you can pair with a supercharged HSA? Not all plans qualify, but Marley's do, offering double benefits to cut your out-of-pocket costs in half. Call Marley Financial today at 7 7- 724-884-1496 for a custom-designed health plan with the coverage you need at a price that's right for you. 724-884-1496 or at MarleyFG.com. The day after Thanksgiving feeds your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle wrap for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last-minute change-ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. Healthy pets, healthy people, focusing on a natural, holistic approach for human and animal wellness. Host Dr. Edmund Sokowski and his guests discuss various topics on health and wellness for us and our companion animals. Airs each Saturday, live from 9 to 10 in the morning on 12.50 a.m. The Answer, giving you the opportunity to call in with your questions. A healthy pet is a happy pet, and being healthy makes people happy. Tune in, listen, learn, be well. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. Over the weekend, I asked somebody uh, what he thought the media would be doing if a uh, a Democrat was president and a Republican former vice president were running for the Republican nomination. And there was a story about him similar to the one about Joe Biden and his son in Ukraine. Of course, he just rolled his eyes, which meant you even have to ask, which you don't. Uh, Then I came across a piece by Eric Felton at RealClearInvestigations.com. The headline is, Media's Biden Standard of No Evidence is a Double Standard. And Eric joins us now. Eric, thanks for being here. John, how are you doing? Good, good. So uh, you say there is a uh, Trump standard for the media and the Biden standard. Uh, What's the Trump standard? Let's start with that. Well, the Trump standard is, however outlandish the accusation is, um, if you don't have evidence for the accusation, you say that it is as yet unverified, um, thus suggesting that it's really just a matter of time before the evidence is there. We may not have it yet, but we're going to get it. So throughout the entire Mueller process that took several years. It was always, you know, that the information in the Christopher Steele dossier that was part of that investigation, um, that, that 
that the information in the dossier was as yet unverified. Um, and it always implies that the proof is just around the corner. Okay, okay so that's the, uh, the Trump standard. And what uh, would the Biden standard be? The Biden standard, there's been a remarkable unanimity of language used by uh, media, whether it's magazine, whether it's television, whether it's newspapers, to whenever talking about the Hunter Biden case where he was making tens of thousands of dollars a month for being on the board of Burisma, Ukrainian energy company, um, that there was always the caveat in the newspaper or magazine or TV reporting, they would say there is yet no, not even yet, there is no evidence to support the claim that there was any wrongdoing. And so um, sometimes there'd be a slight variation where you would get that there would that the accusation had been made by President Trump without evidence. But it was either that the charges were without evidence or that there was no evidence, um, kind of language that shut the door on the inquiry, if you would. And normally, wouldn't a story with, with all the ingredients in the in the Biden-Ukraine story thrill any uh, reporter who's interested in, in good material? I mean, shouldn't that just be something that uh, any journalist, uh, especially an investigative reporter, um, would see that and say, boy, that's juicy. i got to dive in and see what's going on there, rather than dismiss it. You would think so. I mean, you know, the, the son of a vice president making hay in a business that is sort of governed by his father um, and as, as Joe Biden had the job of sort of overseeing what was going on with U.S. policy toward Ukraine, um, we would at the very least be getting lectures about um, conflicts of interest and the mere appearance of conflicts of interests. Um, and instead of getting the sort of this quick disclaimer that there's no evidence, nothing to see here, don't don't bother looking. Well, there never is any evidence if you don't look for it. I mean, you know, not never, but rarely is there evidence if you don't look for it in any story. Right. And, um, you know, it's perfectly reasonable to go about looking for it and to not say anything about whether you've got evidence or not evidence until you find whether there's evidence or not. Um, you know, on the one hand, you don't want people making accusations for which there is no evidence, but you want good reporters to be out there, as you suggest, looking for evidence, finding the facts, and then bringing them to the public instead of sort of slamming the door shut with but, a claim that there's no evidence. But sometimes, <laughs> I mean, sometimes no evidence is evidence. I mean, for them to say that there's no evidence of su that support the claim that Hunter Biden had done anything illegal or unethical, there actually is no evidence that he didn't. I mean... Yeah. Well, one of, one of the things that's funny about the, the way the, the no, no evidence language gets used is at first that it was used that there was no evidence that, um, that Hunter Biden had done anything wrong whatsoever. And then the claims get more and more elaborate as they have to avoid facts that are in, have inconveniently turned up so that you'll get things like there's no evidence that the elder Biden acted in any way to benefit his son. You know, so you get these elaborate things that uh, that narrow the claim down to a very sliv small sliver um, of what's being denied. But the but the no evidence is still right up there in the front. And um, so what would you say are examples of evidence in Biden's case that would easily get by any editor and into a story and in, in, uh, if it was maybe about somebody else? Well, I mean, you know, when you have if you when you have the um, the kind of testimony that Marie uh, Yovanovitch, the U.S. ambassador, former U.S. ambassador to Ukraine, um, admitted that in her confirmation hearing, the State Department was concerned enough about um, Hunter Biden's um, work in Ukraine that they prepared a question for her in the briefing book for her confirmation hearing and um, coached her on what to say. That in and of itself 
is solid evidence that you have something going on that is sort of troubling enough that the State Department saw it as a problem, and that is evidence. Yeah, and, and Sam, I'm just wondering, um, maybe you know, maybe you have a, an opinion on it anyway. Um, this is so obvious that the, the difference in the way the Biden story is being treated and the way the Trump story is being uh, uh, treated. And there's really, um, as to say that, well, Trump's the president and Biden's not is no excuse because Biden was the vice president at the time and he wants to be president. So their their stature is almost equal. Um, so it, you, you can't dismiss one because the, the, the subject, you know, the, 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 the subject of the story just isn't that important. So are they aware of how obvious this is and they don't care? Would you have to go out of your way to not be interested in the story? You'd have to go out of your way to not be interested in the story. And, you know, I do think that um, that there is something sketchy about the way in which um, the same language is used by multiple publications in lockstep. And um, it's, it's not just that they're all using the same Associated Press, um, you know, copy in their newspaper articles, but it's rather that the, it's as though people have gotten together and agreed that this is going to be the language we're going to use in denying um, that anything wrong has been done. And um, my guess is it's just a sort of informal kind of thing where people get the sense um, that if they step out of line on that, they'll come in for um, disparagement from their colleagues. And so they're not willing to, um, you know, to go with a search for where the evidence may lead. Well, there, you know, there are... Um Lots of people working at lots of outlets, and not every person working at CNN, I think uh, Project Veritas showed some of that, is not a dyed-in-the-wool liberal who hates Trump, although, you know, I'd say it's up in the 90% that do. So how uh, – I mean, it just it surprises me as someone who's been in the media all my life. Um, I it, it surprises me that they, they're able to keep a lid on it, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is that um, – uh, that if if it's so obvious to you and to me that there that that there there's a difference in the way these two stories are being treated, how do they keep a cap on it at these places? Well, and and my my sense is that ultimately there won't be the ability to keep a cap on um, true stories that are are carefully reported by people who are doing diligent work, and there are a lot of people doing diligent work. Um, I would say that, um, you know, people who are running counter to the main media narrative, um, that they are held to a much higher standard. Any mistake they make is, uh, you know, ruinous, whereas a, a mistake, if you're at the New York Times, um, sort of people look the other way. Um, but, you know, that's not such a bad thing, which is uh, for people who are cutting against the narrative, it forces them to have higher standards, um, higher standards of proof of what counts as evidence and uh, to really do the job right. And that's, I think, not a bad thing when you're pursuing stories about, um, you know, that can be ruinous to people's careers. Make sure you get the story right. Yeah, we're talking to Eric Felton of RealClearInvestigations.com about the Trump standard and the Biden standard uh, and how it's a double standard in the media, which is the way they're being treated. Um, so uh, is there any major outlet, you mentioned New York Times, but is there any major outlet that has been more inconsistent on these two stories than anybody else? Um, you know, I think the New York Times has set a they're the winner a, a real yeah they're they're the winner. Um, <laughs> they they not only use the language of there being no evidence with regard to um, the Hunter Biden case, but they use that language over and over and over and again. In in October, there was a, a dozen stories they ran um, in which they used the no evidence line. Um, so it just becomes like a function key on the computer keyboard, you know, F1, <laughs> command F1, no evidence. Right, right. Uh, and, and as you had suggested, 
Um, this should be the kind of thing that gets reporters eager to find what evidence there may be. Right. And, and it may may prove that there isn't uh, evidence that that is ultimately um, damning. But you would be more confident that that in in that finding if there looked to be, um, you know, reporters weren't so quick to um, uh, to declare there was no evidence and nothing to look at. And actually, Eric, if if someone would come out with a story with um, um, very very good evidence that there was no evidence that there, that he didn't do anything wrong, that would be a huge story. If if, if you would. if you could do the story that puts that story to rest, that's a gigantic story. But that would require investigating. Right. And, um, you know, as to your point about there being other reporters who are willing to look at the story differently, um, you know, I think that uh, whenever there is bias um, in the media, that means that there is a story that's being ignored. And that's an opportunity for reporters who, um, you know, may not have all the resources of the New York Times, but the New York Times, it's 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 like the old joke about there being a $20 bill lying on the on the sidewalk, but you don't stoop to pick it up because if there really were a $20 bill on the sidewalk, somebody would have picked it up already. You know, the New York Times, if they're being biased in their coverage, that means their army of reporters are walking past the $20 bill on the sidewalk. And if there's somebody who's willing to look there, they're going to find things of value. Yeah, and they don't they don't seem to be embarrassed by any of it. That's what's scary. They, I mean, they for so long they've had this uh, been up on this perch and been uh, considered the the standard of all journalism everywhere. And it's just day after day, there's evidence of just what you're talking about. Yeah, you know, we had the uh, Pulitzer Prizes for the New York Times and the Washington Post for covering the Russia uh, story that proved to be completely wrong and and there there didn't seem to be any rush to um uh to return the prize yeah and and i'm I'm, so basically what if 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 things were being done right would these two stories the biden ukraine story and now the trump ukraine story would they be going down parallel tracks should there be equal amount of interest in both and and uh, an equal amount of skepticism in both. I, I think that's that's really the the core point, which is you need to, as a journalist, to have not just um, equal standards of what you're demanding from people, to, regardless of their uh, their party or partisan position, but the standards of proof need to be pretty high, need to be pretty high as well so that we don't have uh, a lot of throwing around accusations of people, you know, committing treason um, when we don't have evidence for it. Yeah, you would think if you're going to use a word like that, you might be a little bit more interested in, you know, digging for some truth. Yeah, and so it's it's really a question of how can we have higher standards of what it takes to prove things and and an equal application of those standards together with an eagerness to to meet that standard by doing good strong investigative work i got about 30 seconds left do you see any do you have any hope that the major media outlets are going to get interested in the biden story for real no <laughs> that, that, that took that, a lot that less. doesn't use your 30 seconds <laughs> yeah so uh, no no indication that things are going to change eric i really appreciate you being on john thanks for having me on it was a pleasure we'll do it again sometime thank you very much at any time take all care right, all right that is eric um felton of realclearinvestigations.com and we will be right back With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Violence in two parts of the country today. In Duncan, Oklahoma, Police Chief Danny Ford says two men and a woman were fatally shot Monday morning outside a Walmart store in southwestern Oklahoma. There's two people inside the vehicle. 
one passenger, one under the, the steering wheel, and then one person on the driver's side towards the uh, back door of the vehicle. Police are calling it an isolated incident. The Fresno, California, where four people were killed when unknown suspects sneaked into a backyard filled with people at a party on Sunday evening and fired into the crowd. Six other people were wounded. On Wall Street, a good day as the Dow was up by 31 points to 28,036. The Nasdaq rose 9, the S&P advanced 1, and crude oil was down 67 cents to close at $57.05 a barrel on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. I couldn't sleep at night. All I could think about was my credit card debt. I knew I couldn't get a loan, so the thought of owning a home or a new car seemed totally out of the question. I was afraid to answer the phone, and I dreaded the mail. It just felt like my credit card debt was this deep pool, and I was just drowning in it. This might be you right now, and you should know you're not alone. There is hope. Right now, certified counselors at Trinity Debt Management are standing by and ready to help you, not judge you. One call to 1-800-990-6976 and you'll find hope to live your life out from under the weight of credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment. Put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges. Reduce your interest and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. Jay Sekulow explains the fiasco that is the impeachment hearings. It's called due process, and it has not been much of that in this process. There's been none of it. In fact, today, a witness is going forward, but agency counsel is not allowed to be in that proceeding. I'm not allowed to be in that proceeding. The White House counsel is not allowed to be in that proceeding. The lack of due process here is uh, breathtaking in scope. I mean, I, it's just ridiculous. The witnesses have already testified. You can't really cross-examine them now? Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Alder at 7, on AM 1250. The Answer. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Silken for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. All month long, the team at Calusi is having a Black Friday sales event. So right now, you could qualify for 0% APR financing for up to 72 months, plus a $750 down payment assistance on select 2020 Chevy Equinox LS. Inventory is limited, so hurry in now. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. The day after Thanksgiving... Feed your soul. Join Amen to Action as we come together for the third year to sing, pray, celebrate, and pack over one million meals of hope for the hungry. It's Friday, November 29th at the Convention Center. Doors open at 8 a.m. We think we'll break last year's record. We know it will be a lot of fun. To register for the event or make a donation, go to amentoaction.org. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. We're looking pretty busy almost everywhere on the highways. Especially congested is the Parkway East. Outbound Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood, Swissvale. Inbound pretty heavy to Edgewood Avenue down to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West slowing down outbound Green Tree Road to Carnegie. Inbound heavy Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Also seems to be slowing outbound over Liberty Bridge. Noblestown Road West End, we've got some construction there shutting you down near Main Street. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer, weather. This afternoon, we'll see intervals of clouds and sunshine with a high up to 49 and clouding up tonight of 32. Plenty of clouds, chilly tomorrow, perhaps a shower in spots in the afternoon, high 44. Wednesday could start with a shower, otherwise clouds will break for a little sun in the afternoon, high 45. Thursday, some sun, then increasing clouds and milder, chance of a late day shower, high 52. 
with your AccuWeather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joe Lundberg. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. No guest here the rest of the way. If you'd like to call, um, you can call me at 844-302-1250. We will put you on the radio, and you don't have to talk about uh, what we were just talking about with the media. It'd be anything, I guess. Uh, we'll take a shot. Ask me anything kind of deal. But um, I have a couple of things here. First of all, <laughs> uh, you know, if you work in the media, and especially if you do a talk show, and uh, well, just if you work in the media, Sometimes you they run the risk of thinking that people walking around on the street th- care as much about this stuff as you do, or if not care about it, at least uh, pay as much attention to it as you do. Uh, and the impeachment um, fiasco going on right now would be a good example. I don't know. I may have mentioned this on Friday at the end of the show, but um, I want to mention it again. Um, there's a focus group called America First Policies. Uh, They held 18 focus groups over the past two months in Charlotte, Columbus, Atlanta, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Des Moines, Orlando, Phoenix, and Miami with um, independent voters. They're all – they self-identified as independent voters, and uh, the voters did not know that they would be talking about politics. So um, they didn't – the voters did not mention Ukraine an alleged quid pro quo, Rudy Giuliani, or any other key details about the House Democrats' impeachment inquiry, according to videos of the focus group reviewed by the Daily Caller. I guess that's where this piece came from. Instead, the focus groups expressed concerns about the largely closed-door process and the fact that the inquiry is a distraction from the other issues that they care about. Uh, The more they try, the more they fail. It's a waste of funds, one person said. Several focus group members compared the current impeachment inquiry to the Russian collusion narrative, pointing out that there was no smoking gun in that one. And others said Democrats are not going about the inquiry the right way, quote-unquote, asserting that the, quote-unquote, sneaky process, quote, proves that they don't have anything. This is all not good news, I I think, for... uh, for uh, the Democrats, and pretty good news for Donald Trump that these people aren't caring. And the the fact that, uh, that not a lot of people are paying attention is reflected in the TV ratings. Uh, our friend, uh, a friend of the show, um, who's she's been on Joy Pullman of the Federalists. She's been on the show uh, several times. Really good writer. Uh, she has a piece today that says Americans ignore Democrats' demands to watch their impeachment farce. Um, so only 13, according to the story, only 13 million people tuned in for the first day of the televised impeachment hearings last Wednesday. That's uh, many fewer than for the Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford hearings last fall. They had 20 million a year ago. And for James Comey's Russiagate testimony, where they had 19 million, uh, and uh, there are 304 million people in the United States of America that have television sets at home. That means 4.3% of them watched. 4%. I'm pretty sure that means that almost 96% of the people you see walking around on the street today uh, or drive, if you're driving home on the park, one of the parkways right now, all those cars you see out there, for every 100 drivers that come by, about four and a half uh, have been watching the impeachment uh, hearings. So, um, you know, the, and it's and it's it, they, they, they people just it's boring. Um, and so, you know, it's again that's more good news for uh, Donald Trump because people if this were if if people were really all that fired up about getting rid of Donald Trump and wanting to see his him get his comeuppance and get what he deserves, they would be glued to their television sets watching this stuff. Now, I know it's happening during the day, but that doesn't seem to be a problem for other things that are on television. As as uh, Joy points out, 20 million people watched the Kavanaugh hearings. Uh, but I guess there was sex, drugs, and rock and roll involved in that. Maybe that was a little bit more interesting. But let's go to the phones and uh, Dan and McCandless. Go ahead. You're on. What's up? Uh, I just, uh, a few months ago, read a book, Secret Empire's from Peter Schweizer, yeah. S-C-H-W-E-I-Z. Yeah. I know of him, yeah. you, 
Yeah, he was. He did Clinton cash, I believe. But yeah. the, the Secret Empires, it says how the American political class hides corruption and enriches family and friends. But it and it talks about Democrats and Republicans. But it goes into the whole thing about Biden and also when Obama was in things that went on with his administration. But it's very uh, informative. Yeah, he uh, he did a good, really good book, I believe, on the Clinton Foundation, uh, Clinton Cash. I think you mentioned that. Um, right. And, uh, you know, the the non-Fox media pretty much ignored it, as right. you would expect. He was a, a frequent guest on Fox. I don't know if he showed up on ESP, I mean, uh, CNN or MSNBC all that often. But uh, And the name of the book that you're, you're referencing here? Secret Empires. Well, people should maybe get a look at that. Thanks, uh, Dan. It's very good. It's very good. And I like your show. Thank you. Hey, thank you. I like the fact uh-huh. that you called. Thanks. Okay. All right. Uh, the number is uh, 844-302-1250. More on this uh, Americans ignoring it. What's funny here is that uh, Joy Pullman has tweets from people who are scolding you if you're not watching the impeachment. Uh, Jim Baker, uh, who's a CNN legal analyst, says, I'm sorry if some people, this is on Twitter, I'm sorry if some people think these hearings are boring. As American citizens, we have a solemn obligation to pay attention to this process, no matter what side you're on. You're not being asked to storm the beaches at Normandy, after all. Suck it up and watch. Hey, Jim, no, okay? Because I'm doing a talk show, and I can't watch it. Because it's not just because it's boring, because it's worthless, it's just useless. It's um, it's it's obviously the one side. This in this case being the Democrats cherry picking witnesses and cherry picking the witnesses the, the questions that are allowed to be asked of the cherry picked witnesses. And so it's it's not a fair process, and it's it's a waste of everybody's time for that reason, but also because everybody knows, no matter what, come, well, not, not no matter what, but based on what we expect to come out of this and what we've seen so far, there's no chance on earth of the Senate convicting Donald Trump over what they're going to come up with in this uh, in these kangaroo courts they're running in, uh, at, at the, uh, in the House of Representatives. But there are other people here who, who, who are upset about the... Uh, uh, fact that people aren't watching. New York Times opinion writer Jennifer Weiner, she said, I'm sorry, is impeachment? That's the headline. I'm sorry, is impeachment not entertaining enough for you? Hey, Jennifer, that's the answer. Yes, it's not entertaining enough for me. Uh, you know, just it's just boring. So nobody wants to watch it. And, and, if, and, and you can blame some of that on the... Um, on the Democrats themselves for putting on a boring show and putting on a show that's enough of a scam and a sham that people see through it and they don't take it seriously. If they took it really seriously, more than four point whatever I said, four point three percent of the people in the country would be uh, paying attention to it. Four point three percent. And when you think about that, think about all the money and time. An effort that is spent by all the networks to put that stuff on television, and 96% of the people are watching, um, I don't know, what else is on during the day? They're not soap operas anymore. What are they watching? Uh, uh, Dr. Phil? Yeah. Judge Judy, yeah. What, 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 you know, you could run a video, you could run a syndicated show and get you know lots of sponsors and make lots of money. Think about the money. And the time and the effort that's being put in by any one of the networks or all of them to get this on the air and then the coverage of it and the the breathless responses to each uh, each um, segment of testimony. When they take a break, they have 17 different reporters uh, picking apart every word that was said by every witness and every question that was asked. And again, like if you had uh, if you had 70,000 people. In a stadium watching a Steeler game, 2,800 of them would have watched the impeachment. The other 60, 63,000 or whatever it is would have been watching, uh, 67,000 would have been watching something else. That's what's winning in the ratings. Anything else but impeachment. And again, good news for Donald Trump, bad news for the Democrats, because this thing is going nowhere. And I'm going to a break. I'll be right back.
We're living in a very successful, affluent society for many people. Yet, it's also true that there are people that are being left out of that. And how do we reach those people? Joel Gilliam, Executive Director at Light of Life Rescue Mission on Pittsburgh's North Side. So part of what Light of Life does is that we help them in our education and employment program to connect with workforce development, to look at the skill gap that exists. And so we're partnering with places like the community college. We're taking our clients, once they are clean and they are ready to move on, now they can actually get credentialed in an area where they can be hired to work with uh, UPMC or Google or or Amazon or these other places. And so it provides an on-ramp for those who are left out to get back involved in society. Help someone else find their comeback story. To become a monthly partner or make a one-time gift, visit lightoflife.org slash give today. lightoflife.org slash give. When you're searching for a new mattress, you may be faced with a choice between a traditional inner spring or memory foam. But you don't have to choose. You can get the active support of a high-quality inner spring with the comfort of memory foam and the new hybrid mattresses from the original Mattress Factory. With two hand-built hybrid models to choose from, you can expect the latest in sleep innovation at the same high quality and factory direct pricing you've come to expect from the original Mattress Factory. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. If you're shopping for a mattress, you might find that you're paying a lot more for free. Mattress retailers use free delivery, free frames, and free box springs to close the deal. What they don't tell you is that the price of those freebies is already built into the price of the mattress. What if you don't need a frame or delivery? Too bad, you're paying for it anyway. At the Original Mattress Factory, we don't make you pay more for free. You'll only pay for what you need. That's the Original Mattress Factory difference. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Like the rest of us, you're probably tired of all those annoying sales calls to your home telephone number. Now, there's a solution. OurOldNumber.com will block those pesky robocalls from getting through. And most live sales calls will hang up. So how does it work? Callers to your home telephone number will hear a personalized greeting from you. The caller selects the family member they wish to reach, and the call is immediately forwarded onto the family member's cell phone. There's no equipment to buy. There's nothing to install. No long-term contracts. It's still your phone number and remains in directory assistance. The service is only $9.99 per month, and you can eliminate your landline connection and save money. Now, calls to your home phone number can reach any member of the family wherever they are and get rid of those annoying sales calls. OurOldNumber.com. It's just $9.99 per month. Go to OurOldNumber.com to learn how you can get started blocking sales calls today. That's OurOldNumber.com. OurOldNumber.com. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is Rhett Rasmussen of BestHotGrill.com. Not only do we have great grills, but also the best hot patio heaters. We are the nationwide distributor for Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters, the very best patio heater that you can get. The Bromic heaters use the same radiant burner technology as our Solaire infrared grills, so they heat up fast and keep you warm so you can enjoy your backyard grill and outdoor living spaces into the night and all year round. Bromic heaters have stylish contemporary designs that fit perfectly in backyard and restaurant patios. We have gas and electric models to suit most installation needs and a portable gas heater that directs the heat where you want it, not the bushes and walls like the mushroom heaters. For top quality performance and aesthetics, you want Bromic Radiant Patio Heaters and Solaire Infrared Grills. Learn about these amazing grills and heaters at BestHotGrill.com. That's BestHotGrill.com. BestHotGrill.com. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, so I have a question, and I think you can still get a phone call in if you'd like at uh, 844-302-1250. Um, but I have a question, and I'm, I'm, you don't have to answer it. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there because I don't know the answer to it. Um, but I, w- I went to a movie yesterday. I went to see uh, Ford versus Ferrari with, um, with uh, well, Christian Bale and Matt Damon. And it's a good movie. And I used to do a wildly popular segment on a former radio show and on a podcast called Stag at the Movies. Uh, and I, if it weren't for having to do pre- preparation for the show, I could actually still do it. Um, but I don't see any. I don't see nearly as many movies as I used to. I used to go to at least one movie a week. I would see seventy movies a year probably. Now I go once a month maybe. So 
um, anyway, I went to see this movie, and something kind of jumped out at me, and I don't know if it's just me that I'm paranoid about this, but, um, you know, the, the previews were on, and I always like watching the previews, and I used to pay a lot more attention to them and remember them because I was planning on going to see them. Now I, I don't know if I'm going to see them. Anyway, I'm, I was watching yesterday at the, at the theater, uh, we're getting ready to watch this uh, movie with Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale, and the previews are up there, and, you know, this, it's uh, middle of November, so the Christmas movies are always a big deal. And um, the big, big, I think the biggest movies of the year come out on Christmas Day, the ones that are expected to be the biggest or the ones that get uh, the most attention. And I, I can remember watching the, the previews, um, and when it was a Christmas movie, it would say, coming Christmas. You'd see it starting maybe in August or September when they started promoting these movies. They'd say, uh, you know, it'll just you'd see the preview, and at the end it would say, coming Christmas. And so I'm watching this, and I don't even remember what the what the um, which movie it was being previewed uh, out of the several movies that I saw, several previews that I saw. But at the end of the preview, it said coming December 25th. It'll be at theaters December 25th, and there was no mention of it being Christmas. And I, I just don't. Maybe I haven't noticed it, but it, I, I don't remember when you would see previews that it would say December 25th instead of Christmas, which, of course, I'm pretty sure December 25th is. And I'm wondering if we've hit, if, if it's political correctness catching up and somebody of the 8,000 people who might go to the theater on a given weekend, uh, one or two of them might, might, might be offended because you refer to December 25th as Christmas when they don't care about Christmas. So... I don't know if that's what's going on, but I'm going to pay attention the next time I go to a movie, and I will see if um, see if they're still doing that. And I'm I'm trying to rem- maybe I'm crazy. Maybe they used to say December 25th, but I I have a feeling that until recently a Christmas movie was a Christmas movie, and they they wanted to tell you that it was on Christmas because lots of people go to movies on Christmas, including me. I go to a movie just about every Christmas. I pick one of the big ones, and I go to it, and I go in the afternoon, and it's almost, oh, not almost, it's always crowded. I, I like going to movies actually at 1 o'clock in the afternoon That's when, on a Wednesday. That's when I used to go because there's nobody there. But anyway, is that happening or is it just me? I don't know. But it, it annoyed me, and I don't know whether I should be annoyed, but I have a feeling I should be. Um, but we'll see. Some mo- big movies. I don't even know what big movies are coming out on Christmas, but it will be Christmas Day, December 25th. And I can remember seeing previews that would actually say, coming Christmas Day to a theater near you. And I don't, you know, now it's December 25th. We've got a couple minutes left here. Uh, and um, I wanted to, I, it's, I, I, I talked to our producer, Aaron, earlier today, and I. I said, you know, I could do a show just called Transgender Stupidity. And sometimes I hesitate to do this because I don't want to, it's not something I want to beat to death. But I think it's a big, big deal and unbelievably stupid. And I I just wonder, I've said it to guests that we've had on here. I said, is this a train coming down the track that can't be stopped? Because... um, it's everywhere, and and some of the stupidity is just you can't believe that that, that this happens. So there's District 211 out in Illinois. That's the Palatine Schaumburg High School District, and the board members there voted five to two. That's an elected school board, I'm guessing, to lift a requirement that students use privacy stalls in locker rooms, and uh, they, you know, that's anybody can go in any locker room now. Uh, board members Mark Kramer and Pete Dombrowski dissented, but it says here um, they w- I, w- while privacy stalls have been made available for all students in locker rooms at the district's five high schools, only transgender students have been required to use them. But but when second semester classes begin after the holidays, no such rule will be in effect. And uh, Vicki Wilson, she's a Palatine resident. She co-founded the group called Students and Parents for Privacy. Now, think about that for a minute. Someone has to form a group and, you know, have meetings and have an, you know, elect the president and everything to see to it that boys are not getting dressed in girls' locker rooms. 
When you turn all intimate spaces co-ed, that's egregious. This is what Vicki Wilson said. She said, among the ongoing problems the district is not addressing is that there aren't enough privacy stalls for every student to use each class period, which, which while teens who do or try to use them are ridiculed. Now, th- they're, they're saying now that, that all, all locker rooms are open to anyone who identifies as whatever they want to identify as. So the attainment of transgender students' unrestricted access to locker rooms was the goal of the federal complaint in 2015 of a fremd high school student who had been required to use a private space outside the girls' locker room to change for gym class. So this is a guy who thinks he's a woman, he has a mental disorder, and he wants to get dressed inside a locker room with nothing but teenage girls in there, and he wants to be naked in front of them, and he thinks it's, it's a problem for him, not them, that he's not allowed to do it. And so one one kid filed a lawsuit, and so every student in every high school all over America, I guess, you know, once this gets to the Supreme Court, uh, I, I don't know, uh, is that what's going to happen at some point? I hope they keep the Supreme Court well loaded with uh, conservatives, because if this stuff gets there, somebody's got to shoot it down. But that's where they are out there in Illinois. One kid filed a lawsuit, and now because another kid, uh, a kid, a boy, who... Number one decides that he thinks he should change uh, in the girls' locker room at gym in gym class. That's one thing, but they say, okay, you know, that's a little bit of a problem. You know, there's young girls, and you're going to be walking around. How about if you use a private stall? No, I can't do that. That's come on. That's just that's just unreasonable. You're making me feel bad. So because of one kid, and again, point zero five of the. Uh, percentage of the population, this is the kind of, st- of stupidity that is infiltrating uh, and prevailing at high schools all over America. And it's not going to end soon. Pretty sure we're doomed. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group.